This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Good evening, beautiful people. Good evening, family. So great to be spending time with you this evening. I, I sense there's expectancy here. Are you expecting something to happen tonight? Are you expecting? Yes. Amen. Praise God. I just want to thank and honor again Pastor Theo, well, Apostle Theo, Dr. Bev, for allowing me to minister from this platform to precious people like you. I've been born in this family many, 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 many years ago. <laughs> 38 years ago. Back in 1985 and solid strong foundations has been laid in my life through this ministry and we need to be grateful and thankful for that amen and I also want to honor the leadership in this church thank you for hosting us so well thank you for taking care of us thank you for just caring for us amen love you much love you much me and sis loves you much and um, it's our first weekend coming in from France on Friday morning um, and it's special just to be spending it with you. And God's got an appointment with you tonight. Um, I've been debating with the Lord about my message tonight. And like Thursday, I was, I was, I was like close to letting Zelda and I'm changing my scriptures. And then the Lord said to me, no, no, no. I need you to stick to what I've shared with you for tonight. There are people here tonight, you're on the edge of disaster. There are people here tonight that you are going through a very, very tough time. Now God's coming for you right where you are seated tonight. And God's countering your situation. And God's gonna take you right across to the other side. He's king. Doesn't matter who says what. Jesus is king. That never changes. That never changes. never changes. That never changes. So I'm going to release the word that God gave me. I'm going to be ministering to some people. You ready? Yes. Let's draw near to God in prayer. Father God, I thank you for this evening. Thank you for touching your, touching your precious people, allowing your tangible presence to just saturate them from head to toe. And I ask you now that you'll envelop this service in the atmosphere of eternity where your people will even experience the moving of your angels between us, even the flapping of their wings. I ask you that people will go back with angels they've never had in their homes. I ask you, Father God, that situations will radically change for their favor because they are your children, they are your people, they are your royal priesthood, your holy nation. I ask you now, Father God, that discouragement will be removed, hopelessness will be taken down. And Father, I ask you that hope and faith will rise in every heart as your word goes out to meet your people and Father God to meet every need they have and looking at Father God from heaven for their lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray this and the children of God said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. Thank you, family. The title of my message this evening. Wow, I've got a bit. Do I have all those minutes? I just want to be sure. Including ministry, everything. Wow, wow, generous, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you know, when we study the Word of God, and um, 
like I said, you know, I've known the Lord now for 38 years. I was, 30, I was 17 when Pastor Theo led me to the Lord. And I've, I had, a, I had a, I, it's up until today, I had amazing experiences with the Lord. I had glorious days and I had dark days. <laughs> I had good days and I had tough days. And it's not like I could say that, listen, my life was just all royalty and great and all that, you know, fine every day and it was easy. No, not at all. Not at all. There are seasons in life and there are moments in life. There are periods in life and some of them we, we struggle to understand. But I've studied the Word of God diligently and I still do. I love the Word of God. I love going through the pages and I love just, I've got notebooks. I don't know where to put them anymore. Um, and I love writing out my stuff. Um, there was times in my life where I could read five chapters a day and 10 chapters a day and sometimes a book a day. Today, I literally struggle to get through a few verses. It's like things are exploding in my spirit when I put my, my eyes on the pages. The Word of God is prophetic in all sense, every sense. There's so many dimensions in the Word of God, from Genesis right through to Revelation. And we can be diligent studiers of the Word of God, but God's always got a surprise for you every day in that Word. <laughs> there's revelations and there's explosions and there's moments where God is just boom, 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 taking you into deeper dimensions, even, you know, in stories, parables, and, you know, stuff that Jesus did when He walked the earth, and even in Isaiah, in all the Scriptures, it's just filled with revelation. There are deeper revelations than just what we've maybe saw a year ago or even five years ago. And it's so inspiring to see how God meets us every day, what He gives us every day for what we need to get through every day in our lives, Him directing us. Tonight, I wanna to talk to you about understanding and overcoming difficult times. Who of you understands that there are difficult times, okay? Some seasons in our lives are just really, really tough. We see in Ecclesiastics chapter three, New Living Translation, for everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. Every activity, every activity. A time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, and goes on and goes on and goes on and goes on. So seasons are real, and seasons are part of life. That's life. That's the way God designed life, and life is a collection of seasons like we know. It's not only summer. You know what? When you're in summer, guess what? Autumn's coming. You're in autumn, guess what? Winter's coming. <laughs> when you're in winter, you can praise God because, listen, springtime is on its way. And when we're there, we can start smelling the scent of the blossoms, the roses, everything that is about to come forth. The truth is, no matter the season we find ourselves in today, no matter the season, and it may be a very tough season for you. And tonight I just sense in my heart, God spoke to me while we were praising and worshiping and said to me, there are people here that are on the edge of disaster. I'm coming to save them. I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming to to grab them and let them know in their hearts everything will work out fine. No matter the season we find ourselves in today, Jesus is King. <laughs> and Jesus is Lord. Amen. 
And that never, ever changes. Never, ever changes. No matter the season, that never changes. We know that God has a purpose for all of us. And I'm a person that really focuses on purpose for my own personal life. And that purpose has been set in eternity past. And as we walk in life on this journey called life on this planet, it unfolds or uh, is set for eternity past and unfolds as we proceed and move forward in eternity future, as we live our life on this planet. As we walk out our lives on this planet, many things might happen to us, which we don't, which we don't and at times never will understand in the moment, but we need to trust Him. We need to know that everything will work out fine if I just keep on walking, if I just keep on trusting Him, if I just keep on holding on, if I just keep on, just keep on believing that He's good, His mercy endures forever, and His goodness follows me all the days of my life. Things will come right in my life. Listen, God is bring alignment to his people's lives and your purpose, my brother, my sister, is still being lived, even if you go through the darkest times in your life. Every day is not only filled with purpose, <laughs> it's also filled with process. And we try and, and think, well, you know, many Christians think, well, it's just purpose, purpose, your purpose, your purpose. This storm can't be your purpose. This tough season can't be your purpose. Purpose and process are interlinked. You cannot separate the two. They are inseparable. They are twins. They work in tandem. <laughs> it's just like prophecy. Prophecy doesn't negate you hearing the voice of God for yourself. Hello? Even though you can hear the voice of God for yourself, there are still offers like prophets. Hello? Doesn't remove that office. It's just, in, it's interlinked, it's entwined. It's, they aren't, they, that's just how it's designed by God. It's the same with purpose and process. Same thing. Ecclesiastics 8 verse 2 to 7 in the message translation says, do what your king commands you. You gave a sacred oath of obedience don't worryingly second guess your orders or try to back out when the task is unpleasant. Oh, but God, no, 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 God didn't call me for that. <laughs> Don't back out when the task is unpleasant. You're serving His pleasure, not yours. Oi, hello. The king has the last word. <laughs> Who dares say to him, what are you doing? <laughs> Carrying out orders won't hurt you a bit. The wise person obeys promptly and accurately. Yes, there is a time, a right time and way for everything, even though unfortunately we miss it for the most part. Oosh. It's true that no one knows what's going to happen or when, who around, who's around to tell, to tell us. Okay, so. Even in the most unpleasant times and moments, and even in the most difficult times, we can be assured the Lord never ever turns His back on us. He's always for us. I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you, I'll never walk away from you. God says, 
I'm tied up to you. You gave your life to me, you're making mistakes, but I'm sovereign. I'll get you back on track. All you need to do is repent. You know, some people don't want to hear that word anymore. Some people just don't want to change their mind anymore and get back into where God is calling them to engage in. Get back on track in the word, get back on track in your prayer life. Your spiritual life is your responsibility. It's not your pastor's responsibility. He helps you to get where God is taking you. He's encouraging you. <laughs> He's teaching you. He's nurturing you. He's watching over you spiritually. But at the end of the day, it's your responsibility to engage with the Lord, spend time with Him, get your nose into the pages, and get strong in Him. Feed your faith every day in His presence. He's always present every time and any time, in times of trouble as well as, well as in um, good times. Now, Psalms 91 verse 14 and 16, message translation, 14 to 16, the message translation. You have to, you, you, this, is, this is, I love the scripture. It says, if you hold on to me for dear life, says God, if you hold on to me for dear life, I'll get you out of any trouble, any trouble, he says, I'll give you the best of care if you'll only get to know and trust me. Call me and I'll answer. Be at your side in bad times. I'll rescue you, then throw you a party. I see a few parties are going to happen this week. <laughs> I love the scripture. God says, even if you're in a bad time, I'm gonna rescue you and then I'm gonna give you a big party. Oh man, because why? You held on for dear life. You did not let go. Even though everyone screamed at you to do this or do that, but you were unctioned by the Holy Spirit not to let go and not to go into another path and to stick on the path that God has given you to walk in and not to compromise with God's call on your life and to stay obedient. To stay obedient. We never progress in life by quoting the promises. We always progress in life by being obedient. Praise God for the promises and know them, quote them, but be obedient. God's presence is not in a multitude of words. God's presence is on obedience to the word. Obedience. But ah, I can compromise, but God's so gracious. Yes, He's gracious, but stick to Him. Hold on for dear life. That means hold on to His ways. Hold on to His principles. That's how you create your weight. That's how you create the, that's how you, you, you grow in the anointing in your life. That's how you grow in the glory in your life. That's how you grow in authority, just like Paul had to grow in authority for many years before he could go on his journeys. He had to grow in authority. He grew in the power of preaching. It's not microwave stuff. It's not quick and easy. I wish it was. But you see, we cannot separate the purpose from the process. There's a process, and while you're going through the process, the purpose is being established. Every day there's purpose in your life, but every day there's process in your life. And as we go through the process, we need to be obedient, we need to submit, we need to be humble, and we need to guard our hearts. What's the condition of the heart? 
My word, that's so, so important. What are you bending your heart towards to? Guard your heart above all else because out of the heart flows the issues of life. So, you know, even tough times, it doesn't really matter what comes our way. It doesn't really matter. I've come to learn that. You know, and I've come to learn that the most, the, the, the less important I become, the less worried I am. <laughs> <laughs> the less I focus on me, the freer I am. <laughs> I'm not that important. <laughs> He's important. I'm not here for me. I'm here for him. Hello? I'm not here to serve me. I'm here to serve him. That's what matters. And we need to obey the king. You want to create your weight in the glory and the, the, the power of God? Just follow him, serve him, run with him. Embrace the process as you embrace the purpose. You will enter times of immense favor if you hold on for dear life. God will throw you a party. I see, I see a few parties. I see glory there. There's something happening right there. Right there. Well, we'll, we'll let it increase a bit. But at the same time, that party will be surrounded and decorated by the demonic spirits of envy and jealousy <laughs> from others. <laughs> Suck it up, it's part of life. <laughs> you see, God didn't call you to give your attention to every barking dog along, your, along the path. He called you to focus on him. If you don't matter, I love people. I wanna say to you, you can ask my wife. Every time we finished a meeting and the glory of God was present and people were touched, I would ask, but God, every person, was every person's need met? Oh God, what can I do more for God? I need to just, what do I need to do more so you can work more through me? I want your people, Father God, to be, to be just touched by you, saturated by you. Know your heart, fall in love deeper with you. God loves people. God wants to reach people through your life. God wants to lift people up through your life. He's not called you to talk about people. He's called you to edify, encourage people. <laughs> you see, it happened to Joseph. It will happen to all of us. Who of you has got a dream here? Really? You really have a dream? Who believes that dream is from God? Really? Are you going to engage with that dream? Woohoo! And when you do, all hell might break loose. And you would say, no, 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 maybe this is not the Lord. No, 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 what devil gave me this dream? No, 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 but God did give you that dream. Joseph received his dream. Found within himself the reason for being here on earth. We see in Genesis 37, verse 8 to 11, New Living Translations, New Living Translation says his brothers responded, so you think you will be our king? Do you? <laughs> Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams. <laughs> and the way he talked about them. Woo! 
Soon Joseph had another dream. And again, he told his brothers about it. Listen, I have had another dream. He said, the sun, moon, and 11 stars bowed low before me. This time he told the dream to his father as well and to his brothers. But the, his father even scolded him. His father, flesh and blood, people closest to him. What? His father. Hello? The person that should actually believe in him. Hello? I mean, how challenged should Joseph have been? He says, what kind of dream is that? Jacob told him. Well, your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you. But while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father wondered what that, dreams, that dream meant. His father loved him dearly. Jacob loved him. Jacob said, I will be sorrow, I'll mourn for Joseph right up until I go to my grave. He loved him dearly. But he couldn't understand what Joseph carried. Couldn't understand the dream that God has let loose in his life. So here's Joseph. He receives this dream. He receives this unction from the Spirit of God. He walks with this in his heart. Every morning he wakes up and he sees and he experiences eternity in his heart. The reason for him being on earth, he doesn't know how this is gonna happen. He doesn't know what this actually means. He doesn't know, but he, he, he's excited about it and he shares it with the people that should love him. That actually should be excited with him. But they are not excited. The more he speaks about it, the more they hate him. <laughs> I've learned that when God started prospering me, not, I thought everyone's gonna happy, be happy with me, especially Christians, you know. It's like I, t I took something from them. I never did. The thing is, God is raising up an army of unity, not an army of division. God is the God of unity, not the God of division. And Joseph walked with his dream. One day in Genesis chapter 37, Jacob gives Joseph an instruction, knowing that his brothers hate him, knowing that he's having a tough time with his brothers. And he sends Joseph with his beautiful garment of different colors, to go to Shechem, a place called Dotham, to go and see how the brothers are doing and how the flock is doing. Now that was not just around the corner, that was 65 miles away. 150 kilometers is quite far to walk with sandals. We're not even talking about someone walking with Nikes. <laughs> and he hit the road. He followed the instruction of his father. He knew what he's Brothers fell towards him, but he followed the instruction of Jacob, unknowing that he was going to be sold out, unknowing that he was going to encounter resistance, unknowing that his dream is going to collide with hate, betrayal, and even the wanting of killing him. And his brothers saw him afar off. They saw the dream coming. There's that dreamer. And they started plotting against him. I wanna to say to you today, there's a dream in your heart 
and the enemy would try anything to stop you, to discourage you, to annihilate you, to, to, to remove this wanting of the dream to be established in your life, and he would want to remove you from that desire to fulfill it because you are carrying eternity in your heart, and when you carry eternity in your heart, you carry destiny. And no one can stop it if you hold on for dear life. You will not let go, you will come through because God is with you. Some of us has forgotten our dream. Some of us has buried our dream. Why? Because we've been disappointed so many times. I wonder how Joseph must have felt. What journey he had to go through to fulfill his destiny. How many seasons and collections of seasons he had to go through, periods in his life where he had to go through where he says, this doesn't make sense. He didn't know he wasn't gonna see his father for many, many years. When he hit the road to go to Shechem, he didn't know. He didn't know. And he did that obediently. <laughs> Sometimes God will give us an instruction and we'll walk right into resistance. I know, I've quoted this. Go where you are celebrated and not tolerated. Doesn't work that way. <laughs> Sometimes you walk into places that are not tolerated. <laughs> are you not celebrated? You just really just, we have to sit up with you. Yeah. I'm sorry to be here. <laughs> So Shechem, what is Shechem? See, the word of God is prophetic. Jesus is the greatest prophet of all. You read the word and you start unpacking this. Jesus prophesies right through the story. Shechem was a place of broken trust. It stands for broken trust. A place of betrayal. A place of no confidence. A place of uncertainty. That dream walked right into a place of uncertainty. You see, Shechem is the region or the period in life where dreams are attacked and at times killed. If we don't hold on, guess what? We'll lose the dream. Don't let go of your dream. Don't let go of the picture that God is showing about your future. Don't let go of what you are carrying in your heart. I wanna encourage you today to hold on for dear life. And God will throw you a party somewhere along the line. And if he throws you a party, you believe me. He's gonna throw you one big party. He will prepare the table for you in the midst of your enemies. Because if God is for you, <laughs> no one can be against you. Shechem is the place where dreamers are judged. You see, Shechem is the place where un dreamers are unjustifiably persecuted and where, the attempt to, uh, where, uh, and where the attempt to eliminate the purpose of God is executed. Shechem means shoulder or back. That's what it means. It's the place where you have to look over your back, your shoulder, and being aware of what's happening around you. It's at Shechem where Simeon, and Levi killed all the male Canaanites after one of them raped Dinah, their sister. It's there, it's a chicken. Joseph 
Okay, I said that. Hmm. So Dotham was in Shechem. And Dotham means wells, pits, two wells, pits, or cisterns. That's what Dotham means. So Joseph, the one carrying a divine dream, walked straight into trouble at Shechem. <laughs> the dream carrier. Dreamers and vision carriers always visit Shechem. I'm sorry I have to break this news with you. But we need to understand why we go through stuff sometimes. You see, the enemy doesn't want you to live your dream. And you don't need to go to America to live your dream. You can live your dream right here in South Africa. <laughs> because you need to flourish where God planted you. Okay? Dreamers and vision carriers always, 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 always visit Shechem. Especially, especially, listen, at pivotal times in their lives. And many of you are visiting Shechem. Why? Because it's a pivotal time in your life. You are turning into the right direction for the next that God has for you. God is repositioning you for the next season of abundance, the next season of favor, the next season of moving forward, the next season of being elevated, the next season where God is make, writing a testimony about your life and where you will be thrown a party by the divine and sacred space has been opened up for you because you held on for dear, dear, dear life. Don't give up. Hold on for dear life. If you don't know the answers, get on your knees. Search. Seek him. Ask for him. Ask him to give you clarity. If he, if he doesn't give you enough clarity, give me the strength then to go on. But I need to know that you are with me. I need your tangible presence. I need your touch upon my life. I don't care what happens about me because I'm not that important. But what I need to know is that you are with me. I ask you, Father God, while I'm on this journey, just let me know along the way that you are still with me. Just let me know. Just give me that assurance. I'm very sure that Joseph needed to ask Jesus about that or ask God. He had to ask himself, why is this happening to me? I'm, I, I didn't ask for this dream. I didn't ask for this purpose. I didn't ask for this life. I didn't ask for this journey. I didn't ask to be sold out. I didn't ask to encounter resistance. Hey, yes, maybe I was a bit arrogant by telling my brothers and showing off or whatever and carrying this beautiful garment of all these colors. But I didn't ask you to have this favor. God decided to give me that favor. And if that favor attracts resistance, so be it. I'm not that about, I'm not that important. What's important is his aroma. What's important is his scent. What's important is his will. What's important is that his ways will be established in my life. What's important, I don't care if I, first, if I fly first class. Even if I have to be sold as a slave, let me get to my destination for the next in my life. Because I'm not that important. I'm not that flashy. You see, the region of Shechem is the sellout station. 
It's where all umbilical calls, cords are cut. <laughs> and, and the past world and environment of favor is greeted. All favor has expired. Joseph taken away from Jacob. Joseph needed to trust God for the new favor to arrive. In Shechem, there are cisterns of rejection. He was thrown in a, in a cistern. There are cisterns of abandonment. Am I preaching the Bible here? There are systems of excommunication. There are systems of cover-up to get rid of God-given divine dreams, divine callings, divine appointments that seeks to express itself through your life. But if you hold on for dear life, it will not happen. Because if God is for you, doesn't matter what comes against you, God is pulling you out of any and every situation. You see, the enemy is wanting to get rid of your dream. The enemy is wanting to get rid of your calling. The enemy is wanting to get rid of your divine appointment you received from God. Our dream and purpose for our lives is nothing less than Psalms 139 verse 16. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. And the moment you start living your way, your life that way, these things get birthed in your life and it, it, it creates disruptions in the camp of the enemy. Doesn't like it, doesn't like to see the divine taking up his space in your life. He doesn't like it when he sees, when his demons has to run when you get up in the morning. He doesn't like it when he sees the demons has to stay out of the regions where you walk into. He doesn't like it when you see in the spirit and you can identify his plans that he's strategizing to come against you, to bury you. Because he cannot bury you if you keep your heart right. It's impossible. It's impossible. <sighs> you know, they ripped Joseph's garments of favor off him. I want to say to you, your garment reminds every demon in hell. <laughs> They've already lost the battle and the war. Your garment reminds every demon in hell. They've already lost the battle and the war. They've already been defeated. God has set His garment of favor on His people with hearts that set to please Him. Joseph was sent to, by his father to share. Okay, I'm gonna leave that because I, I want to get to minister to people. Is that, are you okay? Oh, shoo, 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 shoo. So at the end of the day, Joseph gets sold to Ishmaelite traders. Ishmaelite traders. God will send you the most uncommon, unexpected mode of displacement methods at times. No first class ticket. <laughs> he was sold as a slave. Genesis 37, 25 says, then just as they were sitting down to eat, they looked up and saw a caravan of camels in the distance coming towards them. It was a group of Ishmaelite traders taking a load of, this is important. You see, we think they are just, it's just the products they were selling. No, no, God's prophesying. God's prophesying. 
They were carrying a load of gum, balm, and aromatic resin, which is myrrh, from Gilead, the town of to, uh, uh, Gilead down to Egypt. You know what Gilead means? You can go and study it. It means testimony. God was busy writing his testimony. Joseph's death testimony was being written. Gum means spices. It's spices, okay? And it's a sweet, you are a sweet-smelling sacrifice. That's what you are to the Lord. You know, balm is healing medicine. God is preparing you to heal stuff that are needing healing in your future. God is preparing you to bring healing to broken hearts. You know, aromic resin, myrrh, aromic gum, get executed by leaves of the black rose. You know that valley squeezed the best and the worst out of us? You know that myrrh is a sticky product? It's a sticky product. It's got a sticky nature. You see, God takes us through a process that makes us stick to Him and nothing and no one else. That must sink in. Joseph could not stick to Jacob. He could not stick to Benjamin anymore, even though he loved them. Oh my word, sometimes we don't realize the sacrifice we need to pay. Huh? Dr. Andre, sometimes we just don't realize it until we encounter it. Until we realize the Isaac that needs to be put on the altar that needs to be put on the altar. And God sees, okay, you were willing, it's good. You've been tested in this. Don't tell me that God does not test us. God does test us. Joseph had to go through the process to know God for himself and stick to God. You see 1 Corinthians six seventeen. but the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. You know, David, writes the Psalms, I don't know who rejected you. I don't know who turned their back on you. I don't know who threw you under the bus. All I need to tell you, you need to know, is forgive and move on. Forgive and move on. Settle it in your heart. But you know, David had to settle it. Psalms 27 verse 10, even if my mother or my father or mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. David wrote that. In Psalms 27, verse 10, even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Man, 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 man. Okay, I'm gonna stop there. Whatever you are facing in life today, God says, if you hold on, I'll come through for you. Don't let go. Doesn't matter who says what. What matters is what says the king. If the king says it, it settles it. That's it. It settles it. It's not my business to know what people are telling about me. My business is to know what he says about me. That's your business. I want to say to you today that God is putting a demand on his church, on his body, to go up. But we need to understand the process and the purpose are linked. They are one. They work in tandem. We have to go through the process as we, we also experience the purpose every day. You good? 
understand, even though we go through difficult times, hold on for dear life. God's going to throw you apart, okay? And we know what happened to Joseph. I could just imagine the challenges going through his heart. Being on that, I don't know if he was pulled by the chariot with his hands bound, I don't know, with chains and stuff. But being sold by flesh and blood. Hello? Hello? Rejected? You know, sometimes the kingdom of God astounds me, shocks me. I, the kingdom of the army, I mean the army of God on earth, is the only army I know that kicks its wounded. Hello? Someone falls, let's get... Come on. We're not perfect. We should, not, we should also not strive for perfection, rather strive for authenticity. Much better. Heads are bowed, Christians are praying. Maybe you are seated here tonight and saying, Pastor, would you pray for me? I want to meet Jesus. I want to accept Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. Would you please pray for me? I don't want to go through life alone anymore. I don't want to go through life not experiencing significance anymore. I want to experience the purpose of God in my life. I want to go through the process. I want to be hooked to Jesus. I want to be captured by His love. Would you please pray for me? If that is you I'm talking to tonight, while heads are bowed, eyes are closed, no one's looking around, Christians are praying, please raise your hand so I can pray with you. Just raise your hand so I can pray. I see a hand going up there, two hands going up there, another hand going up here in the front, another hand going up there in the front, all across the auditorium, hands are going up. God bless you, God bless you. Don't be shy, don't allow this divine opportunity to be colliding with God pass tonight. You have to take this divine opportunity and surrender your life to Jesus. I encourage you to do so. Pastor Didi, would you pray for me? I want to meet Jesus. Please pray for me. If that is you, raise your hand. I would love to pray with you. Raise your hand. They also, they also. God bless you. Maybe you've grown cold in heart and um, you've backslided. Tonight you want to make right with God. God is telling you, come back home. Prodigal son, prodigal daughter, come back home. Maybe you are saying, my mistakes are too big. God will never put me back on track. God's plan A is still in force for your life. He's still, he's calling you. He's calling you. He's calling you. You are breathing today because God's still got a purpose for you. Raise your hand so I can include you in this prayer. Please raise your hand as well. I want to include you in this prayer. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. All the people that has raised their hands, I want you to pray this prayer with me, but let's, all, let's include everyone in the auditorium. Let's all pray this prayer together, especially those who raise their hands. I need you to pray out loud this prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, your word says that whomever comes to you, you shall by no means reject or cast away. I thank you tonight that as I come to you as your child, you accept me. Father, I believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to this earth to die on the cross for my sins. On the third day, you raised him from the dead. And today, he is alive. Thank you for his blood. Thank you for his sacrifice. 
that is now cleaning me as your child. I'm being washed by the precious blood of Jesus of all my sins and all my mistakes. I'm standing before you as white as snow because of the blood of Jesus. Jesus, come into my heart right now. I accept you as my King, my Lord, my Savior. From today, I will serve you. I will live for you. I thank you. I'm born again. I'm your child. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bless you. Love you, family. Bless you. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Thank you.